0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to Victims of the Punt show about New South Wales Horse Racing. Saturday's meeting at Rose Hill is on the lands of the borough Mudigal clan of the Darug people. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Victims is brought to you by Australian-owned and operated bookmaker ReadyBets, the winner-finding machine that is Mailbag Bloodstock, Punning Form, Australia's best racing database, and Urbane Mess Pomade. They don't know about that yet, but if they want to send a few sample jars down to uh, the inner suburbs of Melbourne, they'll find a home. Anyway, if there was ever an example of why you should firstly be watching Victims every week and secondly, subscribe to Rob Scurry's Mounting Yard mail service, it was found in race one at Warwick Farm on Wednesday. Rob let go with a very solid two-unit play on Miyoshi, who drifted out to silly odds of around $5 at jump time and just held on from the Mark Sheen trial back booker aft cabin, it was very solidly backed and ran a great race on the boot. All angles are covered here. Make a note of what Mark finds later in the show. And head to themoabag.com.au and download the app to access Rob's great service and many other fine
1: products. Mark, what's ReadyBed offering the Hunters this week?
0: Well, um, uh, if you head to readybet.com.au, you'll find a uh, underscore specials. We've got a um, very attractive offer on uh, Australia in the Commonwealth Games. Can't say too much about that um, on air, but uh, check it out. It's uh, pretty attractive, I think um we've got uh, specials on the dogs for the first time this week Sandown park tonight and uh the meadows and wentworth park on saturday night uh some great promos there we've got promos seven days a week on horse racing and on every afl and nrl match for the rest of this season so there's plenty, plenty for you there head on over to readybet.com.au right
1: red phone express black bookers best part of the show um Best free content you'll find in Sydney presented by the up at www.soc.com.au. You have 20% left in this filly now. The Autumn Sun out of travessa Beautifully bred from a stunning Japanese family. Looks perfect for the Oaks. Out of a three-quarter sister's Japanese champion King Kamala. Thank oh, you, <laughs> you say, thank you. Come on, people, buy this. I can't keep saying this every week. Uh, here's the sire of Lord Kanaloa. Our filly is bred on the same cross as Fundamentalist and Reloaded. Uh, hedge to the leading stable of Annabelle nation. Nation uh, gives us the flexibility to go to Gold Coast or Warwick Farm. Shares from 1704, incredible value for such a well-bred filly. And any win, let alone a black type win, will send her residual value through the roof. So uh, hit up Jono at themailbag.com.au uh, to get more info. Okay, uh, two more for the Black Book. Uh, the first is a Dolphin filly who always threatened to be group class. Uh, could this be the prep she delivers? Her name is Laxpur Run at Warwick Farm last Friday.
2: Yeah, I thought she trialled uh, pretty well, Larkspur Run. She was eased uh, right out the back. I think James McDonald uh, was the rider. Godolphin had uh, three runners in this race, and Larkspur Run um, is eased uh, right out the back. She dis- does finish last in the trial, but um, just watch her go to the line under a hole um, over the last um, 40 metres or so. I like the way that she-, she picked up under a hole, as you can see here, just uh, give it an easy time out the back. It's pretty hard to make the ground in these trials, especially when they they go slow up front and uh, she's got the white cap on Larkspur run with that baldy face. I think her last run was in the PJ Bell or one of those good demands races where she was caught on the inside in the worst part of the track, but uh, she just really charges through the bridle here in the last few strides. And uh, I thought that was a very nice troll. So watch out for her. If in the coming weeks, so that's Larkspur run out of the Warwick Farm Trials on the synthetic track. Okay. Can I just jump in, Mark? So do you think, I mean, they've all obviously had uh,
0: an opinion of it, and she started pretty short in a couple of races too. Do you uh, think that's the grade she can get to, i.e. group class or group or listed class, or just a run by that, do you think?
2: Yeah, look, I think she's probably ran listed to group three level. Um, I think that's, yeah, I wouldn't. wouldn't be... Sort of thinking she'd be getting much higher than that. I think that's what they're laying for, probably in the second tier. Yep. But look, she's had a few runs there where she was, mm-hmm. oh, was on the end of a pretty ordinary ride there at Ringwick one day, I might remember. Um, and That'd she's been having great. a lot of luck another time. So look, she's had a bit of a checkered career and hasn't won a lot of races, but she does handle wet and dry. And I think she could have a good preparation this time. And she was a little bit uh, small to start with, so she might have filled out a little bit.
1: Okay, next one for the Black Book is an unraced two year old from the O'Shea stable who trialed at Randwick on Tuesday. Jen Queera.
2: Yeah, Jen Cuera is a capitalist um, filly, I think, uh, or a cult, I'm not too sure. I didn't look that up. I was not doing my homework, am I? <laughs> anyway, um, Hugh Bowman rode this horse in the trial. It's a uh, the division there that's in the moraine with the white cross sashes, drew an outside barrier and was eased uh, right out the back of the field coming to the home turn. As you can see, it's uh, close enough to last coming to the bend at um, about four and five wide. Gets onto the back of uh, Zoo Tiger, who trialed quite well also, who's in the quartered colours, the stable mate, and they both finished the trial off very nicely over the concluding stages. Uh, this was its third trial uh, in its career so far. Hasn't been to the races, but it's had a couple of preparations, and this is its third trial. And... Hasn't been overly knocked about on each time. And I really did like the way it stretched out there under minimal exertion from Bowman over the last 100 metres particularly. So watch out for it. Around midweek class, I would say, at this stage. Also, I would just like to mention uh, very sad news this week about Billy Picken passing, who was the great Collingwood footballer. He worked with us at Mark Reid for uh, some time when he came up to Melbourne. Uh, He was playing for the Swans. Um, he was on the front bag there midweek for us. Could you imagine a, a football player now of his calibre working on the front bag at the midweeks? It's unbelievable, isn't it, how times have changed. Well, they, I'm sure it's
0: the same for rugby league players in Sydney, but when I was growing up, all the all the footballers had jobs Monday to Friday.
2: They, they had yeah. to, They didn't make enough. For I'll their, tell you a they, funny story about Bildo. Yes, yeah, uh, In the old days, everything was cards. It wasn't uh, the internet, and there was one day I think there was a field of 10. There were seven scratchings, so they were left with three runners. So Bill had filled the cards out for the race and he'd left the barriers off. And uh, Robert Burney, who's the father of Nick Burney, who's now on radio and on Sky Channel, he said, what have you done here, Bill? You've left the barriers off. And Bill said, oh, there were seven scratchings. Robert, it was too hard to work out. (laughs) There were three runners left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was a character. Dizzy was a funny bloke.
0: Yeah, he had a, he's got a race named in his honour. Is it on Saturday or was it on Wednesday? They did say there was a name race, a race named for him um,
1: somewhere too. Yeah. yeah, that's great. His son Liam played for the Bulldogs.
2: Yeah, yeah he right. won the Premiership actually. I think Bill made five grand finals and didn't win one. But yeah, well,
1: oh, yeah. I think Liam was stiff not to win the uh, Norm Smith that year. He 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 he, and his first quarter against the West Coast, I remember because I backed uh, the doggies at four to one underdogs. Was he set the tone? Follow me, boys.
0: It, it sounds like you might have had something on Liam for the Norm Smith too. If you yeah, yeah, I did. Of course I did. I, I, I,
1: loved it. I think he's something about his hairdo or something, I, I guess his dad or something, but he he was, um yeah. I've got a mate who actually knows him down in Melbourne who says he's a champion.
2: Yeah, anyway, it was a great like Bill, and very sad news and commiserations to Julie and the family. Thanks very much for that, Mark. Well said.
0: Right, we'll move on to uh, Saturday's card now. Uh, at Rose Hill, the track's currently a heavy nine. Uh, not... Any significant rain forecast and the nights will be pretty cold. So maybe a chance of an upgrade, but don't bank on it. Um, the rail's at four
2: metres. What are you expecting, Mark? Well, Rose Hill is sort of up and in, I think, when the rail goes out. So, um, yeah, unless it ploughs up later in the day, I would expect inside to be the place to be, I would think. Yeah, I, I think the punting form data, which is on screen now, um,
0: backs that up. You can see on their meeting page that lanes one and two from the 400 to the post are very much uh, favoured. And that's the case pretty much whenever the rail's out more than uh, three metres and are out at four on, on uh, Saturday. The only exception to that is uh, when you get a, a very, very wet track and with no rain forecast, I think it's probably going to improve, if anything, so that shouldn't be the case. Um, I've done a couple of meetings there recently on, on even tractorated rated heavy where there was no winner that raced outside lane two in the run. So it, it, uh, you might be able to make some ground, but they won't be swooping would be the way I'd read it. Anyway, moving along, we're going to look at. Um, oh, sorry. Before we leave the punting form data, uh, we'll just have a quick look at the jockey data page, which can be found on the punting form websites. Um, Mark, Mark, last
1: uh, week your jockey tip, Collett, My God, he, he he beat he beat me on the on naval warfare. Uh, <laughs> I think he wrote a travel. Um, yeah. He, he, well, got, he's an amazing wet track jockey, and the data proves it.
0: We did say he was the informed jock of the winter. Uh, If you can get naval warfare to win a race, you might be actually a magician, not just a good jockey. That was quite incredible. I was calling for the brands of that horse to be checked, but apparently all was in order. It was the right horse, but um, just one of those things. The great uncertainty of racing. Uh, Look, yeah, Collett is sticks out again. Andrew Adkin's still outperforming the market. We touched on them last week. Um, Michaela Weir, who will be riding in the highway, I suspect, has pretty good Rose Hill stats from limited uh, numbers compared to the market, at least. But what struck me was that over the last, I think, how far does this data go back? At least five years, you could just back every Bowman and McDonald mount and be in profit at Rosehill, which is just staggering for two jockeys of their profile with their public following, and still um, the market hasn't quite caught them. It's, uh, so you're getting value for ma- uh, money with those two.
1: Right. Speaking, Speaking of I I caught Hugh Bowman for a chat. I had a bone to pick with him. Fifteen years later, honour in war, take over Target. We had a bit of a good chat. Hugh decided he says he 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 was a technical one, but probably the right decision. It,
0: well, you do mention it every week, Rob. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just, <laughs> just <to>
1: that. Um, <laughs> oh, I I think this has put it to bed though, because I've he's he's walking out to walk the track and stuff, and 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 I had to you know. Finally, say my piece, and I said. I reckon not an all
0: all would have won that day if it had been uh, clear running. But anyway, that's uh, well.
1: Well, Hugh said to me, well, he said I would have won if, if Miss Pageantry didn't lock me in. Well, just she did lock you in, and the other horse drifted out for half a stride. but for three strides, half a lane, and you won. You and Buddy Williams.
0: Well, this is meant, meant to be a preview show. We're not reviewing races from uh, two thousand and seven. Uh, but uh, thanks for that little rundown of it, anyway. And speaking of previews, we do have two races to look at in some depth. The first is the rescheduled uh, Winter Challenge. It's race eight. Uh, This was, of course, meant to take place uh, last week, but they were called off after one. Uh, We've got a slightly different field this week, and it's arguably a more interesting interesting race now. Uh, I'll just give you the main chances in the market. We've got number one, Gold Trip at eight. Number six, Oscar Zulu at 10. Number nine, Rob's favourite, Uh, Jojo was a man at 380. Number 10, Durston at 10. Number 11, too much to bear at 850. 12, cross talk is early favourite at 320. And the bottom one, 13, snippy fox at 11.
2: Mark's found one a little bit out of the market here, so we'll throw over to you, Mark. Yeah, I'm going to have a, a stab at uh, too much to bear here. I thought it went outstanding first up. It drew a wide alley, or in t- wide alley and typical Waller, it was each right out the back, but it was three or four lengths behind the second last horse at one stage. And uh, this race was fought out by basically the first three or four around the home turn, too much to bear, still out the back, uh, and then changing course over the concluding stages and uh, then got clear air about 150 metres to go this was with a big weight on his back too first up from the spell and I thought he did a fantastic job to wind up there just behind the place getters in fourth spot now he's drawn much better he's a horse who has lead in the past so I would expect him to settle in a much more forward position than he was at Rose Hill last start he was a slight query on wet ground prior to that run he had failed one day as a sort of a short price favourite or a horse well in the market at Kembla, but he drew the worst part of the track that day. So I would say the way he got through the ground there at Rose Hill the other day would suggest to me that he'll handle what's uh, tossed up there on Saturday. And I thought he was a bit of value around that uh, 8 or $9 mark, uh, perhaps on an each-way basis, but um, I thought he he looked like he, he had improvement in the yard the other day, and I thought that was a pretty good run. The sections out of the race that he recorded were fantastic, and uh, I think he's worth an each-way play
0: certainly at a bit of odds, 8.50 uh, with the two uh, Jojo was a man in crosstalk sort of dominating the market to some extent here. You'll get value about uh, your pick if you like anything else and Mark does so. That's very interesting. Uh, Rob, you'd know most if not all of these. Um, any comments? Well, look, I watched the market for Uncle Chris's horses. I was on Yi
1: last start, barely went a yard, didn't go no good, but totally wouldn't surprise if it turned it around. Um, I don't know what to make a gold trip by the by the mail. Um, find out. Um it's rated, it's rated ra- ra- to win. My only issue with Jojo um is it's carrying 53 kilos, which is the minimum weight. Why can't I just put a senior rider on? Full respect, Reese Jones. Um, but yeah, look, I think I think he'll go very, very close. We we, we had a big decent crack at crosstalk that that they took each other on a couple of starts back. Um, but but for me, um I think JoJo, you should be pretty suited and, you know, he's a horse I've got a very good line on, so if he's doing what he does in the yard, um, I'd be struggling to to not back him, I'd say.
2: Yeah, fair. I thought that would be the
0: case. Just before we leave this race, do you have any view at all early doors on Gold Trip, Matt?
2: Well, I think a two-year-old won the trial at Albury, so that sort of put me off um, Gold Trip, plus he's got glue on shoes on on a wet track. So uh, um, from my experience, that in the old days, you would just put the red line through that. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to line him up. He's drawn a a bit awkwardly there too, especially if the track playing to the inside. Yeah. Um, Yeah, look, he'd want to look magnificent in the yard for me to want to back him. I think uh, the fact that he's $8 suggests that no
0: one has any idea what to do with him because on form, on his best form, I mean, he's a Cox Plate chance to to be much, much shorter than this. But uh, I think um, they're opening him at eight and probably prepared to push him out if there's no money for him because... you might be in need of this run and have a few issues as well. Anyway, we move on to the other race we're going to have a bit of an in-depth look at. It's the last, the Thank You, Trainer's Handicap. It's a good name for a race, isn't it? Race 10, the Thank You, Trainer's Handicap, and we'll just give you a rundown of the main chances of, in the market in this pretty big field. Uh, number one, Titanium Power 460, two Snow Zone 10, three Occasion uh, Equation, sorry, at 12, seven Siren Agenda 13, uh, eight Memoragan 12. Nine Neroni, 650. Ten four eighty, twelve 480. 12 Fretti, 10. 13 The Mighty Torfir Class was on our last start at $7. And 17 Papal Warrior, uh, 750. Getting another chance, uh, given another chance by the market. So pretty open according to the market.
2: Uh, Mark, uh, which way do you see it? Yeah, we've got a lot of emergencies there too. We've got six emergencies in that race. So uh, the market may change a fair bit. Look, uh, I. Uh I thought the fact that Sir Lemur drew Barry number one, thinking that the rail is going to be the place to be. Look, she was comprehensively beaten by Fruimos the other day, but Fruimos was a group horse. There's no doubt about that. Um, Sir Lemur's uh, got good wet form. She drops back to 1300 metres, which I think is actually a better distance for her than 14. She was uh, out in the middle of the track here, Fremos coming through. She's got the white cap on, Sir Lemur. comes through and darts through to win. Uh, easily but uh she didn't uh lose any ground over the last hundred meters or so sir Lamar, i thought she went to the line well but barry number one whatever happens here she'll get a good run in the race looks to be good speed with titanium power Also Mamoragan, so I think they'll run along a little bit. Canasta might even go forward as well. Not sure where Equation's going to get to. He might have to hunt up as well. So I think there'll be plenty of speed. I think Bowman can just sit back on the rail, smoke his pipe, and hopefully get a split at the right time. And as I said, she loves the ground, so I thought she was a, a decent play in the last. So I think it's a tough day on Saturday, but I think she'll run well. Yeah, certainly no disgrace to lower the colours to Frumos. Everyone I've spoken
0: to since that run uh, agrees that she looks to be top class. And, of course, Mark, he flagged her up before that run at Rose Hill off her wins at uh, Newcastle. Yet another reason to tune in each week. Uh, Rob, uh, any views on this?
1: Oh, well, look, I'm lining up with Mark Sheen. Trumos, um, she was the hot horse in the yard, the first spring horse I've seen in the winter uh other than Jojo as a man, but you know, he's a he's a winter welter, good old boy. But Sir Mer, um, I've been on th- it's well two two of its wins this prep. Um just parades with great condition, really good attitude, real tries, finds the line. And obviously it's that we th- we think that horse is really good. So you know, sure shorter to run well and with those Bowman stats as well. What price is she again with Ready Mark? Uh
0: four eighty currently but yeah subject to change with uh quite a few emergencies in the race. If they don't get a run it probably hovers around that mark, go for a start anyway. So yeah, if she holds up, at that price it's
1: not a bit with, with the pace in the race, like Titanium Power has been a good horse to me. Um is very, very brave. A huge weight though with Glenn. Um and look, if there was going to be a smoky with that pace, I'd say Exceltic. Um it's a it's a it's usually a very honest. I don't know what to make of its first up run, but it usually runs close up without winning, and um you know it could it could do something if it gets I think it is in the field because old old Buena scratch,
0: scratch yeah it needed the pattern to be suitable I think itself think it was bloody atrocious first up but on its best form it's probably over the odds. that's that is true so we'll just do a quick recap of those two uh better bets on the program from mark it was race um race eight number eleven too much to bear. At uh, $8.50 currently at Redibet and in race 10, number 10, Sula Mare 480 at the moment. And of course, don't forget uh, the two trial black bookers, the Godolphin uh, Philly uh, Larkspur Run and the O'Shea two year old of unknown gender. We're not sure if it's a cult or a Philly called, uh, his name escaped me now. Was it? G- Starts so with J. Ginquera. That'll look, Ginquera. they're the two for the black book which has been on fire after cabin didn't quite get the money this week but there was just yet another one of them to run really really well so add those two to your black book anyway mark rob thank you very much again for another episode of victims it's been great fun and we'll do it all again next week